Good afternoon. I'm Brandon Dixon along with Dr. Brian Forrest for this week's version of Access Health Radio. Of course, we cover various health topics to help you be a better informed health consumer. And Dr. Brian Forrest, the president and founder of Access Healthcare. And this week, we've got a very interesting one. I know I was excited about it when you first told me, and then now we get to actually share on it. It's eat your heart out and keep it healthy at the same time. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we're going to be talking about how you can eat food that can actually make your heart healthier on Access Health Radio. We couldn't do this program without our wonderful sponsors, of which you'd like to acknowledge right now. Thanks to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail-order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping at costs that are much lower often than even the big box pharmacies. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com. And of course, this is an interactive show. If you'd like to have questions for us, find out more information, where can we go, Dr. Forrest? Well, if listeners want to send general non-emergent questions and possibly have their question answered on the show, they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. They can also like our page on Facebook at Access Health, or they can send email to accesshealthradio at gmail.com with their contact information. If they'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to acchealth.com or call 919-363-0190. Again, that's 919-363-0190. And after the show, you can also listen to an on-demand podcast at WPTF.com, and we will provide links to that on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com. So Dr. Forrest, heart disease, a major problem in the U.S. Millions of Americans suffer from it. And as I understand, if you're going to tell us about how to eat in a way that can not only prevent heart disease, but actually improve heart health, well, Brandon, there are lots of times when healthcare professionals tell people things they should avoid eating, and today we'll cover some of that. However, I really want to focus on things that you can add to your diet that can actually be good for your heart. In other words, instead of just a list of foods not to eat, I want us to talk about some foods that you actually should eat. Cardiovascular disease is still a leading cause of death and disability in the United States. And through efforts like the Million Hearts Campaign of the American Heart Association, public awareness has been greatly improved. Uh, and there are lots of medical treatments, including medications that reduce cholesterol and blood pressure. But what people eat have a major impact on their heart health. And we're going to go over a list of do eats, as well as the normal list of things we should try to avoid. So today we're going to particularly focus on four diets that have some some common features that have been clinically shown to have evidence for reducing heart disease risk. Some have even demonstrated reversal of blockages in coronary arteries and improvements in heart function in those that already had heart disease. So that brings the major question here. What is an example of a diet that has been shown to be good for your heart? Well, first and probably one of the most proven diets for reducing risk of both heart attack and stroke is called the DASH diet. And that stands for Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension. And it's been shown to be as effective for reducing blood pressure as many medications. And things to eat on this diet are lean fish and poultry, whole grains and vegetables, and berries like blueberries, strawberries, and raspberries in their whole form. 
And many of these foods are very rich in fiber, calcium, protein, and potassium, which have been shown to help fend off or lower high blood pressure. And one of the important parts of making this work, however, is to eat these foods as they come naturally. For example, you don't want to take berries and turn them into smoothies by putting them in a blender and adding lots of ingredients to sweeten the smoothie. That can actually have uh, cause a negative impact by adding too much sugar into your diet. Uh, in a similar way, if you've got you know really healthy fish, but you deep fat fry it or you deep fat fry your chicken, you might completely cancel out the benefits by adding unwanted fats and empty calories. So after the break, we're going to go into more detail about some of the other proven heart healthy diets and the foods that make them up. That sound means it's time for the excess health tip of the week. So diets like the DASH diet can be as good for reducing blood pressure and heart disease as medications. They can actually be incredibly powerful. For example, in many cases, they can lower blood pressure as much as 15 to 20 points and can cut cholesterol by 20% or more. Dr. Forrest, it's amazing that you can actually improve your health by eating certain foods, almost like they were medications. And coming up, We'll be talking about some more diets that your heart loves and go over some of the detailed ingredients that are common to each of them. Welcome back to Access Health Radio. I'm Brennan Dixon, along with Dr. Brian Force, the president and founder of Access Healthcare. Of course, if you'd like to be involved or want more information on the show, make sure to visit accesshealthradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Access Health Radio. We've been talking about some diets that uh, are heart healthy. So what are some of the other proven diets that have been shown to be helpful for preventing or even treating heart disease? Well, we're going to talk about four total today. And the first one is called the Ornish diet. Uh, and the Ornish diet was actually designed by uh, Dr. Dean Ornish. He's fairly well known. Uh, but it's actually been shown to be clinically effective in actually reversing heart disease and blockages. It is uh, much more of a vegetarian diet, and it involves eating a lot of complex carbs and vegetables. And the only real meat that is encouraged is sort of wild-caught salmon, and then the other protein source uh, that you can get that's uh, animal protein is from egg whites. Um, it encourages omega-3 fatty acids, and that's you're going to find a lot of that sort of in the salmon-type uh, fish. The Ornish diet is effective, uh, but it's been criticized for being very narrow and hard for most people to stay on due to the limited food choices. People can only eat beans for so long. So uh, also for patients who are diabetic or pre-diabetic, it might not be ideal because there is a higher overall amount of carbohydrates in the diet. And although there is a lot of complex carbohydrate and fiber in the Ornish diet, it can actually have a pretty high, high glycemic load, which means for somebody that's trying to watch their blood sugar, uh, it might not be the best diet. Uh, the second one we're going to talk about is called the TLC diet, and that stands for Therapeutic Lifestyle Changes. And this is a diet that's actually put out by the National Institutes of Health, and it focuses on a very high-fiber diet with lots of vegetables and fruit, at least eight servings per day. And for me, it really encourages skinless, lean poultry like chicken and turkey. 
This is not a particularly good diet for weight loss as you actually consume a large amount of food to get all of the servings of fruits and vegetables each day. However, for those people that do not need to lose weight and have big appetites, this could be a really good all-around choice that's easy to stick to uh, due to the large variety of food, and it is very, very heart-healthy. And lastly is the probably the most famous diet that we're going to talk about today, and that's the famous Mediterranean diet. And they call it that because the countries that are around the Mediterranean, this is sort of the eating pattern that they've uh, had for years. And it's been known by you know scientists and researchers that people that live in parts of the world that eat that type of diet have a much lower risk of heart disease in particular, but also lower risk of some other diseases. Uh, the other thing that's really good about the Mediterranean diet is that it can be really a delicious, savory, uh, very flavorful diet. This is the kind of food many people already like. A lot of uh, people really like the flavor and seasoning of eating Greek or Italian food. Uh, and that's really what this diet is. It's, it's very much that kind of cuisine. And so a lot of people really enjoy eating Mediterranean. They don't feel like they're necessarily being deprived of anything uh, when they eat the Mediterranean diet. It's also uh, very high in fruits, uh, vegetables, whole grains, uh, beans, nuts, legumes, of course, olive oil. You know, it's, if you're going to have something Mediterranean, it's very likely you're going to have some olive oil involved. And that may be important to the overall success of this diet. It turns out that the olive oil being a what we call a monounsaturated fatty acid may actually be quite beneficial and may be part of the reason uh, that the Mediterranean diet is so healthy. Also, the Mediterranean diet has a lot of flavorful herbs and spices, and these are things that people really enjoy eating. Fish and seafood is very prominent in the Mediterranean diet, uh, not only you know fish, and, uh, but also shellfish and that type thing. And you can eat that at least several times a week. It includes poultry. It includes eggs. It includes cheese and yogurt, of course, in some moderation because you do have some saturated fat in cheeses and some dairy products. So you can have those on the Mediterranean diet, but you really sort of keep it in uh, a moderate amount. Uh, the other thing you really can have on the Mediterranean diet, although it's really considered sort of a special treat, uh, is red meat and also sweets. So, you know, if you think about people living in that region, uh, they didn't completely uh, not have desserts, obviously, and they ate red meat on a regular basis. So uh, these, these items are in the Mediterranean diet, but we do want to sort of keep them limited. Uh, also, a staple of the Mediterranean diet uh, is sort of a glass of red wine per day. Clearly, too much alcohol or wine can have very negative effects, but one glass for women and up to two glasses per, for men per day has been shown to be part of a heart-healthy diet. So that begs the question, which diet is right for our listeners? Our listeners might be saying, how do I know what would work best for me? Well, first of all, there's no reason that someone could not blend combinations of all of these diets. They share a lot of common ground, and so one approach would be to actually try to diversify your diet by having you know meals based on each one of these. You know, you might have one meal that was Mediterranean. You might have another meal that was sort of based on the Ornish plan, and all of those meals would be healthy, and it would give you a lot more diversity. However, there are some distinct advantages of some of these over others for certain types of people. For example, if your goal is weight loss, then the TLC diet would not be the best choice. Uh, if your goal was reducing blood pressure, then the DASH diet would absolutely be the one for you if you could stick to it. 
Uh, if you want to actually reverse existing heart disease and maximize reduction on risk of heart attacks, then the Ornish or Mediterranean diets may have the most evidence for actually doing that. Personally, if I had to pick one of these overall, it would be a close call between the Mediterranean diet and the DASH diet. If you could stick with it, um, the DASH diet is probably the best, in my opinion, both for cardiovascular disease and for weight loss of the options we're talking about. However, the Mediterranean diet is food that most people love to eat, and it allows a lot of variety and flavor so that it's easy for people to maintain for long periods. It's also the easiest diet to follow when you're eating out. I mean, how frustrating can it be that you're, you know, you're on a diet for your heart, you're trying to be healthy, you go out to eat and you look at the menu and there's no options that really fit your plan. Well, I can tell you that, you know, if you tried to fit the TLC plan or the Ornish diet and you're eating out, it's going to be very difficult to do. Uh, but you can very often find Mediterranean diet options uh, at most restaurants. So it's easier to follow the Mediterranean diet. Uh, it's important, though, for people to consider other conditions besides their cholesterol and blood pressure. Uh, these are very important, but eating too many carbs, especially if you are overweight or diabetic, can actually be worse for your health. Uh, for, for, for these patients, what they really want is a low-carb version of the DASH diet to sort of maximize the health benefits. So, you know, the DASH diet's actually been rated by lots of health professionals. You know, U.S. News & World's Report, uh, several other magazines have sort of rated it as the overall best diet because it's so beneficial for health. And typically, it's also very beneficial for weight. And, you know, if I had to choose one I, that would keep people the healthiest, I think overall that's probably it. But one thing that's important to realize is no diet works if you can't continue it. And so you've got to pick something that's going to work for you, not just for short-term gains, but for the long-term. So our listeners might be hearing you talk about the DASH diet or the Mediterranean diet and uh, hearing fruits and veggies, but uh, they might be wondering in more specific, what are some common foods that are okay on all of these diets? Well, there are some foods that I call your you-can't-go-wrong foods. Uh, these are foods that would be okay on any of the diets we've discussed. And to some degree, you can eat in good-sized portions. These are the foods that you should go to when you're hungry and you want something that you can eat with reckless abandon. So here's a list in no particular order of the foods that you really pretty much don't have to uh, worry about your portion size very much. So that would be kale, broccoli, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, or pretty much any type of sprout, uh, cauliflower, egg whites, spinach, cucumbers, celery, uh, cabbage, and lettuce. So those are foods, again, you don't have to hold back on. Any of those foods pretty much are going to be very beneficial. They're going to be within all of these diets we mentioned, and they're going to be great for weight loss and great for your heart. Now, there's also some foods that are very heart healthy, but you have to watch your portion sizes due to calories. So some examples of these type foods would be like wild-caught salmon, uh, skinless poultry breast, all non-processed uh, oil-added nuts. So what I mean by that is any nut besides macadamia nuts that hasn't been processed with oil uh, is very healthy for your heart. Uh, small beans like chickpeas, kidney beans, and black beans are very healthy. The larger beans like lima beans and pintos, uh, they just have so many carbohydrates that you lose some of the benefits in terms of the high carb count from those. Uh, also, oatmeal, um, pretty much all berries as long as you eat them in their whole form. Uh, tomatoes, cantaloupe, and then any low or non-fat uh, dairy items. 
So it's nice to hear a list of foods that we can and should eat, but what are the things that we need to leave out of our diet as much as possible? Well, red meat in general, none of the best heart-healthy diets include much beef. In some diets like the Mediterranean, it can be a special occasion food. The key thing we want to avoid is saturated fat, and in most cuts of red meat, this is fairly high. One exception, if you do want an occasional steak, is a New York strip. Second, anything that has saturated fats or oils. If you see partially hydrogenated on the label, you should avoid that food and run from it. If you see trans fat on a label, you also want to avoid that. So a lot of the trouble comes from what we put on food. Cream sauces, salad dressings that are high in carbs and saturated fat, uh, things like mayonnaise and that kind of thing. So stick with condiments like mustard, vinegar, and, and olive oil-based. And then dark meat po poultry, non-tenderloin pork, and regular fat cheeses need to be avoided. And then anything that's commercially prepared or fried, because the, the fats that it's in may offset some of the benefits. Coming up, we'll go over the key takeaways from today's show and have Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week. Welcome back to Access Health Radio, here with Dr. Brian Forst. I'm Brennan Dixon, and of course, we've been talking about different diets that are heart healthy. So what are the key take-home messages about foods that can be healthy for your heart? Well, either the DASH diet, the Ornish diet, the TLC diet, or the Mediterranean can be heart-healthy diets, and they can offer benefits as powerful as medication. Meal planning that incorporates some or all of these diets will allow a lot of diversity in your food and make it easier to stick with the diet that you, that you pick. So generally speaking, vegetables that grow above the ground, except corn, all berries and cantaloupe, along with nuts, whole grains, and seafood high in omega-3 oils like salmon, should be the staples of any diet that looks to decrease the risk of heart disease. The key features are that the diet is low in saturated fat and high in fiber, particularly soluble fiber. So whatever diet you choose, really consider it your meal planning for the rest of your life. Nothing that you do temporarily will lead to long-lasting benefits. Time now for the Access Health Radio Trivia of the Week. Well, the DASH diet, many people would be surprised to know, it's been shown to decrease blood pressure by as much as 10 points on the systolic number and 10 pounds in four months on average. So when you look at all the studies done on it, you know, 10 points and 10 pounds is really good. And that's an average across all people that were in these studies. It's as good as most blood pressure medications and even drugs that have been used for weight loss. Uh, people might be wondering, okay, well, where can I find out more information on some of the things that we've talked about for today's show? Well, there's some good links, and I'm going to put those on the landing page uh, because they're detailed links. But generally speaking, you can go to nhlbi.nih.gov, and you'll be able to find both the DASH diet and also you'd be able to find the TLC diet uh, on that page. Um, if you want to look at the Ornish diet, you can go to www.ornish.com and you'll find on that site sort of the details about that and more about it. And then if you want to look at the Mediterranean diet, which isn't necessarily a specified regimen, it's just a generalized way of eating. One group that summarized that really well is oldwayspt.org. Uh, and if you look on their website, you should be able to find that information. So I'll put detailed links on the landing page at accesshealthradio.com. And with the wrap-up, we head back on over to Dr. Brian Forst.
So this concludes our show for this week, and hopefully you'll be able to use this information to improve your heart's health and to keep yourself healthier overall. Our scripture this week is one of my favorites and motivates me in my own attempts to eat things I should rather than all the things I want. It's from 1 Corinthians 10.31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Radio Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health. Join us next week as Dr. Force will be discussing your body's largest organ and how to take care of it right here on News Radio 680 WPTF on Sunday at 4 p.m.